Thank you for joining New Perspective Podcast. This is a podcast that will explore all aspects of life, including conscious awareness, philosophies, life experiences, to the roles that we play in our life as parents, spouses, and even family members. This podcast is hosted by Lovey and Josh New. We are an interracial married couple that will address topics that affect all of us on this journey called life. We want to provide an unconventional perspective and promote a new way of thinking and inspire hope. So let's get started. Josh, would you like to take the first question? Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Uh, really looking forward to this conversation. And uh, so I'm going to start it off with our first question. And uh, my question to you, Lovey, is do you feel that uh, you can believe in more than one religion? I love this question because it is such a subjective answer. And I just want you to stay with me for a moment because I'm going to go a little bit through my childhood and show you the different um, aspects that were introduced to me. Let's start with my mother. My mother was Baptist, um, and we did go to Baptist church when we were younger a few times. However, to me, I believe the sermons were all done by deacons and pastors versus in Catholicism, it's more served by the priests. However, it's a very high energy, very holy kind of event. But for me, honestly, as I sit here, it was a little over the top. In a sense, I felt like sometimes people were auditioning for something as they dress, as they sung, as they just carried themselves yeah. throughout the service. It was overwhelming for me. Yeah. So then my dad was Catholic, and so in about second grade, I started going to St. Matthew's. And St. Matthew's was a Catholic church where we regularly went to church um, Wednesdays during the week, and then on Sundays, our family would go to church as well. However, I would say Catholicism is the complete opposite almost to Bap um, Baptist Church in the sense that it's strict, um, it's very rigid in their yeah. ways. Um, and I feel like, honestly, I'm about to walk into some deadly waters by saying <laughs> my next statement. There's a lot of hypocrisies. And what I mean by that are the many priests who have unfortunately been found guilty of molesting children in the church, even yeah. from girls to boys. So that is where I hang a little bit of sadness for Catholicism. Yet, I will get to the point of how I, I do believe in Catholicism. As a child, I will tell you, I was afraid to make eye contact with the priest. And it wasn't because he was molesting children. I didn't know that as a kid. <laughs> but if I was a smart kid, I would have continued to not make eye contact. But with that same being said, um, the priests and the nuns were very rigid. Yeah. They wore all black. Um, they had their collar, that white piece. Um, they were very stern. And back in my day, it was the 80s. Um, the priest walked around smoking a pipe, and so he wouldn't smile at us, neither did the nuns. The nuns had taught us um, our religious class. They didn't smile very much to me. They didn't seem very happy. Yeah. So with that being said, I felt like, though, they were the highest person on earth because they replicated the true definition of the meaning of dedicating your life to the Lord. 
you can't get, I mean, they, they give up the rights to get married, yeah. to have a true physical relationship with the woman. So I felt like they were the purest human being and needed to be respected, to be quite honest. And they were respected, um, but more out of fear, you know? Yeah. yeah. So this one experience I have to tell you about, have you ever been into a confessional? I haven't. No, I've never been to confession. Yeah. So when you're little, even as an eight-year-old kid, you have to go to confession once a year. And confessions are a confessional. If you haven't ever seen it, it's a small little tiny closet with two-way doors. <laughs> and it's only big enough to kneel in. It's not enough for another person to come in there. But even worse, you want someone to come in there because it feels like you're in a closet and you're sitting in the dark. <laughs> And there's this one, you know, screen or window that um, whenever the priest feels like it, he slides back. And then you see this shadowy black figure through the other side, which, you know, as a child, you're like, is that the boogeyman? No, it's the father that's been walking around the school. And then you're supposed to confess every little infraction that you've done as an eight-year-old kid. And even adults, I mean, they have to go through the exact yeah. same process. But do you know how traumatizing it is to feel like you're going to be damned for throwing a toy at your sibling? Um, and once you and once you get your um, your I guess not your punishment, but your way to um, heal or forgive, which is going to do ten or five Hail Marys or whatever the priest orders to you, or that he feels is enough dedication to wash you of your sins. Now. From that little fact alone, I would not put our kids through that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was traumatizing. Nobody needs to be in the dark waiting for the boogeyman, I'm sorry, the priest to come through <laughs> and hear your sins and tell you that you're forgiven. So that's one reason I won't um, encourage Catholicism to that degree. There is a there is a but, and I'm going to get to that in a moment because there's other aspects of Catholicism that I still hold true. Um, if you can see, I wear a cross, I have it tattooed on my arm, and that's one of the most symbolic things you'll find in Catholicism. But let me go on to um, Catholicism. The parts that I do respect is the Ten Commandments. I have them in our home. We have always had them in our home. And the most important part that I love about the, the Ten Commandments is it's a good guide for children, a good way to keep an appropriate household, it's also an amazing foundation for grown people. The Ten Commandments I hold myself as well as my husband to. And because they have just true factual things, don't kill anybody, don't lie, don't commit adultery. Those are things that everyone should apply to their daily life regardless if you believe in Catholicism. As a side note, I believe that the world would just adopt these basic rules. Yeah. <laughs> and imply it to their daily life, I believe the world would be a better place. So that is what I take from Catholicism that I would spread to everybody. Then I will tell you around 12, I went to a Christian school and Christianity is a laid back version compared to Catholicism. If you think um, you know, Catholicism is black coffee, then Christianity is like tea with a whole bunch of honey. So in that sense, <laughs> The word Christianity is very interesting to me. Christianity is not a religion. 
it's a relationship with God, but at a Christian school, you, in, you incorporate Christian um, principles, which I believe was very fair um, to keep us all in order as children, as well as um, getting you to know the Lord in your own way. We did have assemblies, unlike um, when I went to St. Matthew's, we had more of a formal mass service where there was the kneeling and praying and complete silence versus when we did our assemblies at Curtis. It was more of an open forum. It wasn't as rigid. We were just sitting. We didn't kneel. And we did have prayer, but it wasn't um, deep prayer, uh, ritualistic is a word I would yeah. use in Catholicism. And then in high school, I went to an Episcopalian school, St. Martin's, and we did have priests. Um, we did have service, but we did not call it mass. And I had to look this up about um, Episcopalian. Um, it is more of, and let me see if I have that sheet. I actually didn't. It's a religion that came from directly from England versus what we have here with Catholicism. And I didn't know that. And so as I went to St. Martin's, the priests over there were very approachable, mm -hmm. um, would laugh with us. I even remember taking class with my priest. Um, there was times he even slipped up and cursed, not on a regular basis, but he's like, I'm, I'm tired of shit. And you're like, well, that was a good word because I, I get it. There's no <laughs> way to explain the debacle he had to deal with other than, you know, losing it for a moment. However, I felt like he was more human. I felt like he right. was... Um, Relatable. Yeah. He yeah. wasn't so rigid and don't talk to me and giving that um, demeaning look like I'm less than him. So I really enjoyed that. So I'd like to go on to, well, what religion would I pick? Um, I'm ex-military, and when I went to the military, I put Roman Catholic. So with that being said, and you, he may not know this, but you know this now, if I ever was dying and I was on my deathbed, and they said, who do you want your last rites done by? I would say I would want a Catholic priest to come in and pray with me before I passed or went on to the next life. Ironically, why? Because that's at my core. That's my foundation. It's your foundation. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I I come from and move towards in my own way. Yeah. Um. So now let me add in. I am a yoga instructor, and I have gotten more into conscious awareness and awakening, even into Hinduism. Um. As a yoga teacher, we learn about Patanjali. We also learn about the yamas and niyamas. And remarkably, which is ironic, is they are very close to um, the Ten Commandments. So this is back to my point. If we incorporate some of the Ten Commandments, and even if we had to tweak them a little bit, we would be a better place. But let me go back to the Yamas and Niyamas and show some comparison between them. Um, one of the Yamas is truthfulness, which the Ninth Commandment in Catholicism is, I will not bear false witness. That's telling the truth. In the Yamas as well, there is non-stealing. The Eighth Commandment is, I shall not steal. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, I'll be honest, are very close to the identical to the Ten Commandments and true foundations that I think everyone should you know, incorporate. So with that being said, the Yamas and Niyamas in yoga are guidelines. Let me explain that again. 
it's guidelines. They're not rules, unlike right. Catholicism. If you break the Tenth Commandment, that is something you would have to go confess to the priest at the confessional. Versus, um, it really translates yamas and yamas translates to restraints for yamas, and that is non-violence, truthfulness, non-stealing, non-excessive, and non-possessiveness. Then there's the niyamas, which translates from Sanskrit into observations, which are purity, contentment, self-discipline, self-study, and surrender. So with that all being said, what does this mean for the original question? Can someone believe in more than one religion? Honestly, yes. I, I think you can. I believe that man has jaded things so bad in religion that just stay with me. Think about the Holocaust, all the wars, slavery. Man had religion then. And man even believed in religion even more wholeheartedly than we do today in you know the 21st century. So we also um, allowed man to screw things up in the sense of they are not pure, they're sinful, I'm full of sin, they translated a book. You don't think they jaded or translated mm -hmm. some things to maybe curb a little bit of the story? I would have, I'm just being honest, if I had the power. Um, including some of, you know, the wars and the, sh uh, the cop killings, things like that. I just don't feel that man is built to be so pure in their ways to guide a whole nation. We are supposed to see each other as equals. Everyone is supposed to be each other's brothers and sisters, all in the eyes of God. Yet we hurt each other. This is where the hypocrisy of religions comes in and push me very strongly towards conscious awareness and the divine or the higher divineness within myself. And in the Buddhist religion, which is more about peace and the yoga principles. I'm sure you didn't think I would pick Buddhism as my religion, but I would, and that's why I think I need to go into some more about the Buddhist belief. Buddhists believe everyone would lead a happier life, but few know what means, uh, few know how to accomplish it. Our emotions and attitude affect how we feel. But with training, we can rid ourselves of negativity, develop healthier ways, and positivity. Doing this will make our lives happier and more fulfilling, right? Right. Disturbing emotions such as anger, fear, greed, attachment makes us lose peace of our mind and self-control. But with training, we can free ourselves from being under their control. They have other things like acting compulsively, positive emotions, self-centeredness. And let me say this, for self-centeredness, selfish behaviors and thoughts close us off from each other and make us unhappy. Yeah. With training, we can overcome this. So my point about Buddhism, even though we have flaws, you have the option to overcome it. Right. You're not seen as a bad person because you got mad or you lost your temper. It's a moment to look at yourself, reflect, and see how you can change that action to a better reaction. If you can bring some peace within, you're more likely not to divulge it out. You know, It's like that saying, um, the beauty inside yourself is what you're gonna give off to other people. Right. So I think that's important too. 
again, I do not ignore my foundation, how I grew up. But for my children, I believe that it's easier to explain Christianity to kids than conscious awareness or Buddhism. It's just difficult. However, um, we have multiple Buddhas around our house. That's a, you can see a piece of one of our Buddhas there. Um, we have crosses on our walls, including, like I said, tattooed on my forearm. The Ten Commandments are around here. We have thousands of yoga books. So I truly believe in those practices as well as I even believe and we practice Eastern medicine in our house. Hypocrisy here, I am a nurse practitioner, so I know Western medicine as well and still practice it. So yes, you can practice all religions as long as you try to do the right thing and improve yourself to become the best version of yourself. So simply, the answer is yes. And to clarify a little bit, conscious awareness is not a religion. It's more of a philosophy like Buddhism, right. yeah. you know? So with that being said, Josh, what do you think about this question? And again, I want to restate it. Can you believe in more than one religion? Uh, so first of all, great answers. Um, you sparked a lot of thought uh, within your answers that, that also kind of resonated with some of the answers that I have. So it's really, really cool. Um, I, I just want to kind of double back for one moment before I start on my answer and you mentioned about the Episcopalian um, teacher and, and so forth, and that uh, it was a little more laid back than the, the uh, Catholicism. Right. The question I have for you there is, do you feel like you still got the same principles and the same message that you did in that setting as you did in the Catholicism or the Catholic Church? Do you feel like it was the, you know, an equal um, understanding and faith? Um, I think it was an equal understanding and faith in the sense that we still talked about God. We still gave you the stories or the, uh, the parables that happened to Jesus and stuff throughout his life. Now, what I think is different was we weren't so hard and rigid on the Bible as we were in Catholicism. Mm -hmm. But I think that may be a good thing because, once again, we didn't like hang our hats so heavily on some of the rituals that they did in church. Like, we do not receive the body of Christ in an Episcopalian church. Right. But in a Catholic church, you do. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So anyways, back to the yeah. question, right? So do I believe you can believe in more than one religion? Um, simply, yes, I, I do. Uh, I actually somewhat encourage it, to be quite honest with you. Um, you, you know, I look at religions as being more of, uh, their guideposts or, right. or pointers to what ultimately is just the essence of spirituality. Um, and so that's what I kind of see religion as, is just that, that guide to tell you, here's how you get to spirituality. It's very hard to go from not being spiritual to being spiritual, and so you need a vehicle of some sorts to yeah. kind of get there. And so what I believe is that if you take all these different religions, they're all kind of pointing to the same exact thing, which is... A, a set of moral beliefs and right. moral ethics of how you should live your life and how um, you can do good on this earth so that we can you know be here for a long time and so that's really what I would say is that it's those sets of moral standards that, that religion points us to and that I personally just try to take all of those different lessons and apply them to my personal experience in life and then use that to guide my way and so Unlike you, like you've actually had a lot of, you were brought up very religious, um, you know, you kind of 
were in the Catholic Church, yeah, the Episcopal. I mean, you went to schools that were yeah. <laughs> based on religion for you know yeah. for sake. So, <laughs> um, I, I growing up was not the same. I, I didn't uh, go to church very often. Church wasn't a part of my uh, my home life or my upbringing. Um, and even as an adult, I didn't go to church very often. It just wasn't part of my life. And so um, I, I feel like that it truly is. Religion is, is bigger than man, though. It's, it's, I believe in, even though I didn't go to church all my life, uh, the same way that a lot of people did growing up, I still believe that there's a higher being. There has to be. I mean, there's no way there can't be a higher being than man. Otherwise, how did man get here? How did all of these things that man don't even understand get here? We're still trying to understand these things. So there obviously is something higher than man. Uh, so it's not... Um, that, that man created everything. There's something higher than that. So I do believe in what religion points to. The, the, the problem that I have is I feel like religion is more man-made, though. Okay. Because, and, and part of the reason I say that is this. With religion, first of all, if there is but one God, then there would be but one set of rules to follow, right? Right. <laughs> There'd be one religion. We wouldn't all believe something different unless man has come in and put their spin on things. That's fair. I have right? heard that. So that's kind of the way I look at this, is that that religions are at least man-manipulated, if not man-created, right? So the, the part of... The other part of that is that these religions were created by man... Uh, even even if you look at the Bible, right? It was supposedly Jesus's words, but they were interpreted and written by man. Yeah. And they've also been um, what, what's the word? Uh, not interpreted, but they've been translated right. multiple times. And, and and I don't know if and you probably know this, but take one word in one language and try to. There's no strict equivalent to that word in another language. So you come as close as you can, but that's also up to interpretation. Correct. And so that's one of those things where, again, I feel like man puts their spin on things, uh, even even the apostles themselves. It was their perception and their perspective of what happened in, in relation to Jesus and God. So, and this was created over you know two thousand years ago. We thought the Earth was flat five hundred years ago, or however long it was, and look at our understanding now. So they had pen and paper back then. I I don't believe they did. I'm not quite <laughs> sure how. I'm not quite sure how that happened. Okay, I got got no answers for that one, right? <laughs> but that's part of the mystery of it all. And so that's again, it goes back to the point that I feel like it's it's man-made. And now I do feel like there's a purpose for that, though. Is and I know you've heard this statement before. I've said it. If you don't understand your past, you're bound to repeat it. Yeah. And so. I feel like uh, the Bible specifically and, and other, the, the Quran or other um, written uh, religions, if you will, and doctrine right. are basically a way of documenting and passing on the wisdom of our forefathers and, and our ancestors. You know, it, it's just a way of passing that knowledge on and doing so in a way that helps us, for instance, the Ten Commandments. They're all good things to follow and they're all meant to keep us all basically treating each other with respect and love and, and so forth and if we didn't have that 
I almost feel like this earth and the human species may not even exist anymore right. if we didn't have some basis to follow. If we were all just running wild and had no religion to kind of ground us a little bit. So I feel like even though it may be man-made, there are still benefits to it. So I don't want to completely bash religion because I don't think that that's fair and it has a purpose. So the, the other thing, one of the Ten Commandments is thou shalt not, uh, I mean, thou shalt not worship other gods. Right. Right. I find this a bit uh, contradictory to the whole conversation we're having here that, you know, if I believe in the Ten Commandments, then by virtue of that, you can't follow more than one religion or more than one God. And so I have some consternation with that, quite truthfully. And, you know, it's, it's a sin, basically, to even contemplate another God or another religion, even in your own mind, much less out loud and so forth. And so um, that doesn't really resonate with me personally. And so I feel like that's one of those, you know, one of the commandments that I feel like, well, maybe that doesn't really align with who I am and, right. and how I see the world. And so... I don't think that that's, I also don't think that that's the way that God shows his love, right? If God loves all, why would you not love me now and consider me a sinner just because now I don't ultimately believe in you and only you and always you, right? Uh, you should trust in your followers that they will come to you and love them as your children. Even my own children, they're not going to always listen to what I say and, and do what I think they should do. And Listen to me and only me and never listen to your friends. And if you do, then, you know, you've been, you've done some great wrong. No, they haven't. They're just human. Yeah. Right. And the same goes for, for this topic here. And I feel like kind of along those lines. So I feel like, again, God is loving. I do feel that way. Right. The, the God does love us no matter what. And it goes back to my earlier point that this stuff is more man-made. And it's done so to keep you in line. To you, you mentioned earlier fear of yeah. the father, right? Yeah, because I was like, oh, fear. Yeah, and, and it's, it falls right in line with that. It's meant to kind of scare you and, and coerce you into a certain line of behavior. And again, it's it's a good behavior. I don't take it that it's wrong or bad. It's just, again, it's not necessarily rooted in God's love. It's more rooted in the, the fear of what will happen if you don't follow it. And so you mentioned earlier kind of the Buddhist way in, in, of thinking and, and living, and, and that's where I go back to as well, even all the Ten Commandments. I don't think that necessarily has to be completely followed to the letter all the time, every day, where I have to go confess my sins to the, you know, the Father and all these things that... You know, me using my own brain and thinking is a sin. I don't, I don't believe that. And so the Buddhist way says, uh, take all of these lessons and take them in. Take the words of Buddhist uh, ways and, and listen to them. And if they resonate with you, then follow that. If that lines with your moral code and your moral ethics, then take that wisdom and use it in your life. And if it doesn't, but then don't. Right. Because why follow something that doesn't really align with who you are uh, in your own soul? So I think you should truly just decide for yourself. What, what is a wise thing to follow? What is a good way to live in this life? And so 
another issue I kind of have with religion is I feel like, one, it's something people identify with. Your ego starts to identify with a particular religion and it becomes your identity in a sense. And we all know the ego is, you know, whatever I am is right and whatever you are, if it's different than me, then it's wrong. Constantly trying to one-up somebody else with something that doesn't need to be one. Correct. And and one-upness, you know, I have it written here, which is uh, one-upness is essentially superiority. (laughs) And, and, And in religion, we have this I call it an epidemic in a sense of oh, absolutely. Uh, moral superiority, which is again, you know, God doesn't think he's, or Jesus didn't think he was better than others. He would wash the, the beggar's feet. He didn't think he was better or superior. And I don't think that's what religion is meant to, to exude and, and the message that it's meant to send. So for me, it's, you know, I've heard this a lot of times too. I, I know you have, everyone has. If, if uh, you take the Lord's name in vain or talk bad about the Lord, he's going to strike you down. Yeah. <laughs> Have we not heard that? I, I was raised that way, absolutely. <laughs> will strike you down. I remember those words specifically. And, and, you know, I'll tell you, think about how, you know, entire nations believe in Buddhism. They believe yeah. in, uh, in the, the Middle East. They, they believe in uh, Allah and things of that nature. Just and, translation of God. Correct, yeah. correct. And... I don't see all these people being struck down. I've never seen an individual struck down, just boom, you, it ha- never seen it. Right. So, but I'll tell you where I have seen people struck down is when, how many religious wars, and the Middle East is a oh good example. Gosh. They're based on that entire country and the nation, and for thousands of years, they've been at war over religious beliefs. And that is where... <laughs> I've seen people be struck down as when man himself feels like their religious beliefs are morally superior to another's. I agree. And they will kill, kill people in the name of religious belief and in the name of God. That to me is such a, a hypocrisy. And it's going against the, the Ten Commandments. I shall not kill, yet I'm going to kill someone who doesn't agree with my religious beliefs. Absolutely. Isn't that God's job to <laughs> convert him, possibly? I mean, that's, that's what I would think. Let him strike me down if that's the case. But right. it's not man's position to do that. And yet, that has always happened and still continues to happen even until this day. How many... You go back to what uh, the Salem witch trials. Yes. Was that not the same... Thing. You know, and if you were a woman who believed in what today would even some of the practices you follow, sometimes yeah, I would I, say, I would definitely be hung. You, you, know, you know what I mean? And, and why? <laughs> because they thought differently. Because they, uh, it, it goes back to a mere a moral superiority, and, yeah. and just because you did something different or believe something different, and that to me is not God. That's right. not what religion is meant to point to. It's where man, again, manipulates it for their own purposes and, and, and so forth. So the other thing you mentioned earlier that actually really resonated with me was uh, Catholicism. You mentioned if you were on your deathbed that mm-hmm. you would want a Catholic priest to read you your last rites. Right. And, and the reason for that is because that is your foundation, right? right. Um. I think that's very important, and it's it's very germane to this discussion and this question because 
again, if you if your religion is one that follows the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. and you feel that uh, you can't break any of the Ten Commandments, then you can never even be okay to open your mind to anything other than the foundation you have. As well as, like I mentioned earlier, we identify, our ego identifies with a particular foundation and a belief system. And and since you were a kid, it's probably been something that's been with you longer than than anything. And it is your foundation. And we all know that it's not hard I mean, it is very hard to leave or twist or change your foundation. That is very, very difficult for people. Change is difficult for people, period, especially when they identify so strongly with something. And I feel like that's uh, part of where, you know, you have a lot of people who went to church all their lives and that's how they were raised and that's how they will be because of that. And it's passed down from their their parents and their grandparents. Absolutely. Not that it's necessarily the right way for them to live. That's not what it's based on. And so they don't wind up believing in something that resonates with their mind, their body, and their soul. And and that to me is, I, I I don't feel like that's the right way to move forward in life, especially as you grow and mature and, and come to a better understanding of things. And so I think it's rooted in, you know, you mentioned earlier as well with the, the Catholic priest and you were fearful of him. Right. I, I feel like there is a lot of fear built into religion. The fear of God. Have we not heard that statement before? Right. And so um, I also feel like it's even more than that. It's a fear of not being faithful to your religion that you grew up with. I, I know many times you've mentioned that oh, I didn't go to, to Mass on this particular day, or I didn't follow this Catholic um, ritual, so to speak, that I, I normally would have, and, and I feel bad about that, or I feel like I, that I've let that part of me and my religion down. I, I also feel that you fear what others may think about you, especially if you grew up in a family that's, your entire family is, is a particular religion. You fear letting down and being judged by your family or your friends for that matter, or even, again, fear of your own self changing, yeah. you know? Um, and the other thing, and this is something I've kind of come to, is a little bit of a fear of, um, I would say, not having a religion to identify with. You know, if you if you change from what you are and go to something else, and then maybe, oh, I found out about a whole other religion now, and they've got some things that, that seem interesting, now, I don't know which, I, which religion I really identify with. You don't with. feel a little bit like a traitor? Right. Absolutely. That's a good way to put it. So, I, I, and even myself, like I didn't, one, one of the fears I have, this is kind of silly if you will, I don't know, but I always have this fear a little bit that maybe I picked the wrong religion. <laughs> you know, there's all of these. Who says which one is right? Because I don't. You know, I, I just, you don't know. Nobody, no one knows which one is right. If we did, we'd all follow the same exact one. That is true. So how do I know that I'm following the right one? That I'm not going to pass on to the next life and get to heaven, whatever that may look like, and say, oh, great going, kid, but you've been following the wrong wrong religion this whole time. You know? Um, so that's one of my fears, right. is just not really identifying and feeling truly part of a religion. Uh, or, or that, you know, I may pick the wrong one, so to speak. 
And because of because I don't I didn't grow up like you did in a sense with a yeah. strong religious foundation, I feel like it's a little bit easier for me to release any belief any one belief system. That makes sense. Whereas if you grew up with this strong foundation, it's going to be very difficult to release that. And here's the beauty of this this conversation and this question. And, and you ask, can you believe in more than one religion? Right. Absolutely you can. And here's the best part of it is you don't actually have to give up the religion you have lived and followed your entire life. There's nothing that says in order to believe in one religion, you have to give up all others. Right. There's no real rule. No one's going to strike you down. But what about that one thing, there is no other gods but me? If that's the true rule and that's what we live upon, do you feel like you are being a traitor um, for um, following another practice? So, again, what is the real repercussion from that, though? Truthfully, what is the, the reality of the situation? No one's been struck down. No one's been because they, they didn't believe that. And so the way I look at it is you have to take, again, religions are pointers. Right. They're guideposts. They're there. They're not necessarily, in my opinion, my personal opinion, they're not meant to tell you exactly how you must live. They're meant to help you live a better way, to point yeah. to a moral code. And so now you, everyone has to reconcile that within their own selves. But in my personal opinion, I don't think that you should feel bad if you are open-minded to other religions and other ways of thinking. That doesn't make you a sinner because, and be damned to hell because you actually are a little bit open-minded and want to see what else there is in life. That makes sense. So the, the big thing for me is that you don't have to give up your foundational beliefs in religion. All these other religions, one thing I found with, amongst our life and, and my life experience is that I've found out more and more about different religions and I just add to my understanding yeah. over time. I agree with that. So you just add to your understanding of faith in new ways. Yes, you can believe in more than one religion. Believe in them all. That's, that's honestly the way that I go is yeah. here, here's another answer to my own fear of picking the wrong one. Follow all of them. <laughs> can't get that wrong. I can't get it. I, hey, maybe I wasn't the most astute follower of whichever one is correct, but guess what? At least I didn't forget about it altogether. So it's like Follow taking, them all. You, you throw rocks at or you throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. That's it. And it goes back to kind of the Buddhist way, right? Is take all of these lessons, yeah. take them in, and from those... Figure out what resonates with your mind, your spirit, your soul, what aligns with today's life, what you'd like to pass on to your children, yeah. and you apply those things, decide for yourself, and each and every person is different. Decide for yourself what your moral code will be. Right. And that's really the way that I look at this, is just add to your understanding of faith. Don't feel like you have to completely change it, or that you're abandoning everything that you grew up with. You don't have to give up your identity. So that really is, you know, in my opinion, the essence of the answer to that question is, uh, again, yes, you can believe in more than one religion. I actually encourage it. I think yeah. you can add to new ways of understanding. 
and new ways of, uh, of really living in this world. So with that love, I'll, I'll kind of pass it back to you. So I have a question yeah. that I think is so vital to your last point um, about, you know, throw it all at the wall and see what sticks. With that being said, could it be possibly that the multiple religions are just different practices, but we're all praying to the same God? So he may be okay that you do it in a Jehovah Witness way versus um, Catholicism to Baptist. Could that be it? We're still praying to the same God. We're just um, we're decorating it differently. I mean, absolutely. And even if you, you know, we could get into a whole conversation about, you know, the image and spirit of God or what have you. And to me, it's just that higher power, whatever it is that created the cosmos, right? Um, something did, someone, some entity, whatever that may be. And uh, we have to, in some sort of sense, give not necessarily praise, but understanding and respect to that. Right. And every one of these religions, for the most part, you can take the good out of them and apply what makes sense. And I, I do think that that really is the essence. I think we're all kind of, again, guiding to the same point. So that's how I feel about that. Well, I think that's wonderful. Um, so we'll continue this with another conversation in just a second. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Please follow us on Instagram, New Perspective Podcast. You can follow me on Facebook, Lovey New. Um, you can also email us, which I would love to have your questions, and maybe we'll answer on the, on the show at new, N-E-U, perspectives, with an S, at gmail.com. And if you want to see our lovely faces as we smile back at you, you can follow us or subscribe on our YouTube channel, New Perspectives. Thanks. And uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to our new perspective uh, as we inspire hope and ignite the love for life. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Bye. See you next time.